Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a great topic. Um, I think they're always great actually, but here's the great question we have today. Does God love everyone or just Christians? I'm excited about uh, the Bible study together today with our audience. Hey, thanks for tuning us in. Thank you. You're going to love this. Uh, This guy does his homework and the layout of this, it's going to be a, it's going to be a spiritual feast for you from the Amen. revolution or was it generations of revolutions. He's covering this topic <laughs> from the beginning to the end of scripture. Yeah. And, well, and here's the thing because so many people, I believe have the wrong view of God. Yeah. You know, first off they're taught, well, God is all love. And so God loves everyone. But that's what we're going to clarify. We're going to clarify. Yeah, it's sort of true, but it's way deeper than that. It's way deeper than that. Yeah. So hopefully what will happen is, as we go through this, that you will grab hold of exactly the love of God, who God loves, who God doesn't love, the condition of the love, yeah, and, and everything in between. As you walk through the outline with me, there's certainly the clarification, which is huge. But right. you know what? It's also very comforting. It's both. It is. Hey, guys, welcome to According to John. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to answer the question, does God love everyone or just Christians? Because, you know, some Christians are like, well, I got favor with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they do. Sort of. Sort of. (laughs) But it's abused. It's 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 so shallow. It's misunderstood. Yeah. And a lot of times, the way they're using it is really not biblically accurate. Right. And if it's not biblically accurate, then it's not really true. It's wrong. And they're you know God's not playing some kind of games with people. You know, oh, you use the right phraseology. I'll show my favor to you. <laughs> oh no no no. We got to get into the foundation. Let God straighten us out about people. Don't let people mess us up about God. Right. Go. That's what I was trying to say. And th- but that's what happens, man. Society society has really screwed up people about God. Yeah. Well, there's somebody behind society, the yeah, prince and the power <laughs> of the air. <laughs> Dude, he he attacked me this last Sunday in church. Yeah. It was horrific. He's, he's alive and well. The devil is. I'm just going to tell you. Well, hey, brother, open us in a word of prayer, and then we're going to get started. Okay, let's pray. Father, we're talking about your love today. Uh, let your scriptures come alive uh, through us to the seeking hearts of those who tune us in. Lord, all glory, laud, and honor and power be to you who is worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, does God love everyone or just Christians? Well, yes. Now we're going to break this down because we see that God loves the whole world. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. That is all people in its entirety that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him, Jesus should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that, that's the footings. That's where we start. That we have to start there because again, it's very clear. God loves the whole world. I can go out with total uh, confidence as I came to New York many years ago to tell people about Jesus. I've never met anybody that Jesus doesn't love. Absolutely. Well, how about this? First John 2, 2. And he himself, Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. That propitiation means payment. Yes. Paid in full. 
He's got a plan. He's got something up his sleeve, but you got your part and we have our part. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, what God likes the most, you know, he's into this relationship thing. Oh, I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> Romans Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So you took that love, John 3.16, that universal love for everybody, anytime, and now that love is activated. It Absolutely. isn't just sitting there. It, it's God moving into history. Yes. Now, this love is not conditional because it's rooted in God's character. Say that again, John. That, it is, is not, fabulous. this love is not conditional because it is rooted in God's character. And it's based on the fact that he is a God of love. So in 1 John 4, 8, we see, he who does not love does not know God for God is love. And that, the whole purpose of this passage is to show you that God is love and God establishes love. And, and, and we wouldn't know love other than the fact that God showed us love. It, it's not just what he does. It's who, it's who he, is. he is. Yeah. It's, it's so foundational in who he is in his character and, and all that he is made up to be. But, but we have to understand that just because God is a God of love doesn't mean that God is not a God of wrath. Mm-hmm. Cause we're going to see that too. And we see that God is going to extend love toward the whole world, but we're, we've labeled that love. And so, so we'll get to it in a second, but, uh, cause I'm trying not to jump ahead either. <laughs> well, love is like a diamond. It has many facets. It does. And, uh, those facets are sharp and, uh, they, they are very important. Mm, I love and, the fact, yeah, they're sharp, right? Because, yeah. and very distinct. Yeah. And you have to have all the facets for that solitaire diamond to look perfect. Right. And there's different, you know, there's emeralds and solitaire and there's different cuts, but every, uh, one facet that would be wrong would just make the whole stone not desirable. Yeah, it would, it would lose its desirability. And so there's some facets of God's love here that are extremely important. And, and that's the whole, we have to understand that if we just get continuously get caught up in this and I, I'm going to call it a religious movement, God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. And um, when they do that, a lot of times they're totally excluding the entirety of God's word. Yeah. And it's the entirety of God's word that shows us the entirety of God's love. Well, and one of the things I find in uh, this new thing going around is, well, Jesus would social distance. Have you forgot Jesus touched the lepers? I mean, come on. He's not going to social distance. He doesn't have to. Listen, God is not everything that people think they should be. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't. Jesus never social distanced. No, he wasn't good at it. He, <laughs> he can do all things except social distance. He, he can't do he it. He just can't do that. Yeah. Have you forgotten he touched the lepers? Have you forgotten he got into the fray? Have you forgotten that he cast out demons? Have you, I mean, listen, uh, uh, Jesus and God, man has to stop putting him on man's level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where we get messed up. And it's our desire, right? God is all love. God loves me the way I am. God doesn't want me any different. God, and it's like, wait a minute, stop with your crazy theology <laughs> well it's their emotions it's right. not theology at all it's just their emotions and 
they take something true. God is love. Hey, my dad loved me too, but when he told me to mow the yard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I better focus on that yard. You better get it done. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's love. And boy, he would repay me yeah. for for obedience or disobedience. Right? Yeah, he's my father. He loves me. And that's the way God is. So, so God's love for everyone could be thought as this. Uh, and we're talking now for the whole world is merciful love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's merciful love. And, and, and the reason it's merciful love is for God loved the whole world that they should repent, right? I mean, uh, he didn't punish us for our sins. And by the way, there's not a human alive that is not sinful. Mm-hmm. For all have sinned and come short with the glory of God. Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so the, what, what is extended to the world and to everyone is merciful love. You are a sinner. You have screwed up. You have come short of what I expect. And because of that, you need a savior. And I'm going to give you Jesus. And there's my merciful love, which gives you an opportunity to come to heaven. And when I look at you and when you look at me, we realize how true that is, how how deep (laughs) our sin was and how, how deep his love is. Grace is greater than all our sin. Nobody is too far gone to, to, uh, have the merciful love of God right. extended to right. them. And because the reality is all of us deserve punishment for our sin. Absolutely. Every one of us. Holiness requires it, Absolutely. demands it. That, and that's the part I think people forget is the fact that, yeah, God's love, but he's also holy and just and righteous. And so his holiness demands justice. That's what brings Jesus into the picture, doesn't it? Yeah. So his benevolence extended to everyone, not just to Christians. Matthew five forty five, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His sun rise, uh, and that uh, sun is S U N. He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And so, what we see is God's benevolence, His love for humanity, is extended to all of humanity. So At all times in every generation without fail. Uh, a few days ago, I read through the uh, book of Isaiah in one setting. I was a little bit behind in my Bible reading. And uh, so I read the whole book of Isaiah in one setting and uh, the, the people he was ministering to were screwed up. I mean, <laughs> kind of like today, kind of like today. Yeah, they were screwed up, but and then Isaiah would go along and he'd kind of nail a little bit of list of their incredibly stupid, stupid behavior. And then this phrase kept coming up over and over again. In spite of all that crap, his hand is outstretched still, still over and over again. And Isaiah preached for years and years and it was the same message. You guys are idiots, but God loves you. His hand is outstretched still. Aren't you glad? That's why I go to the pulpit every Sunday, because his hand is outstretched still. Well, and if you if you look in Judges, uh, you see constantly God extends grace. Israel accepts grace. Israel walks away from grace. God punishes. Israel comes back to grace because God extends it again. And then they walk in grace and then they walk away from it. And then God punishes them. And then 
they come back to God, and, and it's, it's that outstretch still, that constant God reaching out, drawing them back to him. They come back, then they're disobedient and leave, and then they get punished, and then they come back, and then they're disobedient and leave, and God, <laughs> I call it the human hamster wheel. And the time of the judges ended, and then we entered in the time of the kings, and guess what? <laughs> it never and ends. And then we, then we, the Christ comes and establishes his church. And what happens now? <laughs> the gospel comes to the Northeast and the pioneers and, the, and many people respond to the gospel and the, and the Northeast churches are on fire and they send the gospel westward. And what happens to the churches in the Northeast? <sighs> Crash and burn. And then God has to reach to some of us Midwest boys to send us back out east to tell these guys, tells these guys out here in the northeast that Jesus still loves them. His hand is outstretched still. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. Wow, it's exciting, isn't it? And 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 that is the thing. Listen, that is the benevolence of God, that constant giving to the poor. Yeah. Boy, are we ever spiritually poor. The radical love of God. Oh my goodness, right? So so God's merciful love for the world is manifest in that God gives people the opportunity to repent. 2 Peter 3, 9. And this is that, that you know, God sends boys from the West out to the East to say, Jesus loves you, right? And, yeah. and repent, the time is at hand. Uh, verse 9 in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so again, this is that merciful love that says, listen, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you. But there's also a time frame. Like God eventually reaches the point where he says, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. And then he gives them over to the reprobate mind. We find that in Romans chapter one. The spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man. man. Yeah, absolutely. John, you said a word is huge. Uh, actually, the scripture <laughs> said it, and the scripture says it over and over and over again. But it's sadly lacking in preaching today. It's the R word: repent. Repent. Except ye <sighs> repent, and that's where it all turns. That's the moment. You know. Uh, we come into the little studio here, and John hits a hits a switch. Boom, and the lights come on. Yeah. And Satan wants to hit a switch in our lives where the lights they go out. Go out. And uh, and that's and, I, and the whole purpose of this podcast, by the way, is to help bring the lights on. Yeah, absolutely. The entrance of God's word. You know, taking a topic that is so abused, the love of God, it must break his heart. You know, uh, and and then to give the biblical uh, fullness of it the different facets of God's yeah, love. Because man, God is all love, but he's also just and holy and righteous. And he's going to pour his wrath out on those that didn't accept his love. If he didn't pour out his wrath, he wouldn't be holy and he, righteous. He would be a liar. He'd be, a, and God cannot lie. God cannot lie. And so, so we have to be so careful guys. And the reason that I'm, uh, uh, answering this question that we are answering this question is because you as a listener have to understand the truth of God's love mm-hmm. and the, and the, and the different facets of God's love and the depth of it, the depth of it, the richness of it, but also the price to pay. If you don't reach out to God on his level and on, on his level, 
he listen, he set the stage. And it's not up to man and man's way. It's up to God and God's way and for man to respond to God in God's way. And yet man constantly wants to do it his own way, and God doesn't accept that. Started with Cain, didn't it? He Cain wanted, wanted his own God. religion. Yeah, I, I, I believe in God. I worship, but he wanted to worship his own way. And God told him, he said, if you do well, I'll accept you. God loved Cain. Yep. You know, uh, and um, but instead of listening to God, he tuned God out and said, he set himself up as God's judge. I'll do it my way. My way. And in his anger, you know, Satan's always a murderer from the beginning. In his anger against the one who did worship right, yep. his, his own brother. Think about that. He was angry because his brother did it right. And ever since, the unrighteous persecute the righteous all through history. Doesn't stop. And it's not, by the way, it's not going to stop until the millennial reign of Christ. Mm -hmm. Then... It's creeping up. Yeah, baby. That's exciting. Round in the bin. Oh my goodness, man. I can see the finish line. Uh, we are we are so close. God's unconditional love is related to his general call to salvation. That's that's the uh, that's the merciful love. That's the benevolent love. That is what we're talking about. That that listen, there is a call to salvation, and it's God's way and only God's way. And that's God's unconditional love to all humanity. However, God's love for everyone does not mean that everyone will be saved. Absolutely. Matthew 25, 46 says this, and these will go away in the everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Listen, those who are choosing the way of Cain will go into everlasting punishment. Eternal punishment. That's what Jesus said. That's why Jesus came. So that doesn't have to happen. His love is outstretched still. Yeah. And and people are like, well, I don't, I don't, I can't believe in a God that would punish someone for eternity. Well, then you, you're going to be the one in an eternal punishment because if you can't believe in that God, that's the only God that can save you. Yeah. People, I, I remember the darkness and not being able to comprehend it. And the only reason anybody can comprehend it is because the Holy Spirit enlightens us to yeah. see it. But, you know, that enlightenment comes in that, that repentance, in that brokenness before God. Then the Holy Spirit comes in and enlightens us. Yep. God is holy. He is just. He is righteous. And instead of being angry at God because he can't do what he said he's going to do, then all of a sudden there's that brokenness. It's like his hand of mercy is how, stretched out to me. I respond. How amazing is it that people actually think they don't deserve punishment for their sin? They I'm want, not that bad. I'm a good person. But they want other people to be punished for their sins. <laughs> oh, right. The Somebody standards? steal your car. What do you want? <laughs> you want you want your car back and you want reprimand. Uh, you want justice. You want justice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and how amazing is it that you are quick to judge everyone else for their sin, but when it comes to you, well, now we need to make an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm amazed at that, right? Oh, well, I'm not as bad as they are. Yes, you are, right, all according to God. <laughs> if you're guilty of one point, you are guilty, guilty of, of all. all, James said. So, But all of a sudden, there's a self-righteousness that we think we're better than someone else, and God says, I will spank you. Mm -hmm. Do not think for one minute 
that you're better than anyone else. And he sees all, and he is the righteous judge. Nobody fakes him out. He's not listening to false uh, testimonies. Yeah, the scary part is he sees us as we're naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every idle word he's heard about, and he Everything. knows, and uh, he's a righteous judge. And when you're on the side of self and uh, uh, this world system, that's a threat. But when you're broken, that's a comforter. Right. So listen, God will not ignore sin. He is a God of justice. Second Thessalonians 1 6. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. It is a righteous thing with God to repay with problems, struggles, tribulation, those who go against the righteous. Not the righteous because we've never done any wrong, but the righteous because we recognize we're sinners and we need a Savior. Mm -hmm. Jesus said it'd be better for a millstone to be hung around their neck and cast into the sea than to mess with one of his kids. Yes. So listen, God will not ignore sin. Sin cannot go unpunished forever, Romans 3, 25 through 26. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So temporarily God has set aside so that you can believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and see that it is only through faith in Christ you have forgiveness of God. The word propitiation comes up again, God's payment. That's taken our focus completely off of trying to judge God. And, I don't, and all of a sudden uh, we, we're, we're looking at the cross. Yep. We're seeing the Son of God incarnate. We're seeing the virgin birth and the fruition and all those promises of the Old Testament of a Redeemer. From the Garden of Eden, a Redeemer's coming. That all happened in the person of Jesus. And we know we're guilty. We nailed him to the cross with our sins. Right. And then we... Yeah, so when people say, oh, I'm a good person. I haven't killed anyone. They haven't been to the cross. <laughs> we killed Jesus, dude. Yeah. All of us yeah. killed him because it was because of was the me. sins of all of humanity. It was me. Every person, individual. And that's that's where, that's the gospel, yeah. where it becomes personal. Because we're murderers. I killed you, Jesus, my, by my sin. And yep. then, he's, and what does he say to us dying on the cross? Father, forgive, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not. not what they do. And and now we believe, and the lights come on, and we see that sin was punished but he took the rap for us and it cost him everything. It wasn't just the physical suffering. I think the physical suffering was probably lighter for Jesus than the emotional well, and suffering separated from his se father. For yeah. the first time ever in history, Jesus was separated from God, was his fun. father. And he cried out. Oh my goodness. And my it. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God says, I can't look at you with all that sin of the world. And so you have to take this on your own. He's separated from God. And in that moment, something happened in the temple. The veil, veil tore. was rent from top, top to bottom. To bottom. And I don't know if people realize that was a physical impossibility. I think it was like, I heard 11 to 13 inches thick. Thick. 
Yeah, it was just layer after layer, and there's no way you can rip that. It was physically impossible to tear it, but yet. But uh, God did it. God tore it. And because God turned his back on Jesus. You think about that for a minute, man. The impossible now became possible only because Jesus died on the cross for people like you and me that are, that are so undeserving. And And God, God was willing to turn his back on his son and his son was willing to have his father's back turned upon him. When he said, why have you forsaken me? He knew the answer to that. It wasn't, but the agony of that have never been in eternity before or uh, will. Can you imagine the darkness on every level? That Jesus experienced. He turned his back on Jesus so he'd never have to turn his back on, on us. us. Amazing grace. Yeah, listen, Stand I'm going to, and, and here's what people don't realize. If God disregarded sin, he would not be love. You know, the Bible says that uh, the reason that we spank our children, uh, as a matter of fact, the, the scriptures say that, uh, when it comes to children and disciplining them, that if you don't spank them, you don't love them because you don't love them enough to teach them the way they should go. And so, you know, cause people were like, well, I'll never spank my child. And that's fine. I mean, it's your option. But my point is God says, if we're not willing to discipline our children, we don't love them enough to teach them. As a matter of fact, it says that we hate them. It uses that word. Yeah, It uses the word that if you refuse to discipline your children, you hate your children because you don't love them enough to teach them the way they should go. Then why would God be any different if he disregarded sin? Then, he would, then it would be said of him that he didn't love us, that he hated us because he wouldn't teach us the way that we should go. Yeah. Holiness simply requires it. It absolutely requires it. And so God cannot, he cannot be love and disregard sin. This is where um, sin and, and, and righteousness kiss at the cross. Yep. And, uh, you know, that veil was rent. <laughs> the mountains, there was an earthquake. The graves were opened the sun was darkened. It might have been an indicator that something significant <laughs> is happening here. Think about that. Remember man. that centurion, what he said? Surely this was the son of God. Uh, he figured it out. He connected those dots. Real fast. To ignore God's merciful love, to reject Jesus Christ, to deny the Savior who bought us. First Peter 2 1. Or I'm sorry, Second Peter 2 1. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Listen, that is what people don't understand. When you start following these false teachers and these false prophets, if you will, they are teaching you the lies of of Satan and you are now denying the truths of God. And they're so subtle that when we speak it and we're speaking scripture and we're speaking truth, we're full of hate now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're believing these false, these false teachers, Joel Osteen, 
I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? He's a false teacher, man. He's a false prophet. You know, Your best life now. That's a freaking joke. Yeah. In this world, you have tribulation. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. All who live godly in Christ Jesus yeah. shall suffer persecution. Yes. That's what the scriptures say. Think of not strange concerning the fire trial. Trials that come upon you. That's what the Bible says, you know. So, sorry, Joel. Yeah, right. Listen, and just because listen, just because you think positive doesn't mean everything's positive. People who follow that uh, one facet of there is truth. God loves everybody. That's yep. true. But that one facet leaves you totally unprepared for the the spirit battle that you are now entering into. If you're a true believer, well, well, and here's the, the listen. The scriptures right here. Second Peter two one says that these false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, very subtle, make you feel so good, right? So subtle that all of a sudden, and, and people don't want listen. People don't want to face the truth that that there's bad things that come into your life, and God will allow bad things to come into your life, and God tells you bad things will come into your life, and there's going to be trouble, and there's going to be heartache, and there's going to be despair. But do not fret; I am with you. And Jesus said, "You can still be of good cheer. Can, Why? Because I have overcome." the world. Yeah. I love this but, uh, but, verse. Yeah, because here well here's the thing. They're bringing destructive heresies, denying the Lord who bought them. Stop there for a moment. Denying the Lord, that's the deity of Christ. That's yes. where all the cults come in. They deny who Jesus really is. Who bought them? That's redemption. That's the gospel right yep. there. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried. He was dead and he rose again the third day. That's what purchases our salvation, and they'll screw everything up on that, and, and the enemy wins. Well, and here's the other thing that people don't get. Whether you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, he bought you. He owns you. He can use you any way he sees fit because he purchased you. So if you don't want to believe, then fine. He'll use you like he did Judas. He'll, he'll uh, get glory even if it's in judgment. But right? Hit that last part, that last phrase of the thing, because this is the other side of the coin. This is the side of rejection. Yeah. And, uh, the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift, swift destruction. destruction. Now, that swift destruction is when it's time. It will happen quickly. That means, so God's long-suffering, that he would have none to perish, but come the day that the decision is made, it will be swift destruction and you will have brought it on yourself because you denied the love of Jesus. There's a phrase goes all the way through the Old and New Testaments that clarifies this, this phrase. He said, in the day of visitation, God yeah. will visit everyone. Think about that. In the day... That I choose to visit you. Johnny, Jesus visited you, what, 25 years ago? Yeah. October 2nd, 1994. Okay. He visited you, and you made a response. Yep. He visited me in June of 72. I'm so thankful I yielded the first smart thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know, because we haven't been known to be too intelligent, Duke. <laughs> Hundred miles an hour, bald tires, no uh, shock absorbers. Who cares? Uh, yeah, we're real smart. Yeah, I go out on the I go out on the edge. Literally, I am six inches 
from the edge of me and the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and a wind hits me, almost blows me off the cliff. Oh, my goodness, right? I'm not too intelligent. I was going to assist Sherry in spanking you, Johnny. <laughs> what about the last one that I uh, – that was uh, last year I went on that, that cliff. Yeah, he goes out. Dude, that was so high. <laughs> My wife didn't talk to me for like two hours. I finally told her, I was like, look, honey, we're on the motorcycle again. I'm off of that cliff. You need to suck it up and get over it. I'm with Sherry on this, Johnny. Your guardian angel's going to whoop your butt in heaven someday for all the grief you put oh, through. Dude, that was out there. And then I had to, I had to scale the side of the mountain just to get out to that very edge. Can you tell this guy's an adrenaline junkie? I love it. My wife uh, hates it. I'm with um, Sherry. That is so funny. You married funny. so up, dude. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> but I did. I had to tell her. I finally told her. I was like, you you, you need, look, I'm not on the cliff anymore. You need to suck it up. Like, this is part of the ride. I'm not going to say what I really feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, listen, it, oh, man, maybe one day I'll put a picture up, but it was like, um, mate, my wife hates it, but, and it's everywhere we go. It's not just one, even put, my brother. He, you sent me the picture and I wouldn't even, I looked for one second and I, <laughs> I looked away. I even, wouldn't even show it to my wife. Look, even my brother said, and my brother's a general adrenaline junkie as well. Um, I like that. But even he said, he goes, well, you can't blame her, John. That was pretty stupid to go out there. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, he has more respect for gravity than other than uh, his his uh, brother. Dude, that was so far up. That was a that was an amazing. I can't even stand to look at it. <laughs> I can't. I value I value your life too much. Ah, oh, dude, that was God's, so amazing. I'm glad God's had mercy on you again. He did every time we go out. I think I don't know if it's on mercy on me or just getting my wife home safe. <laughs> it, I don't know if it's faith on your part or stupidity, Johnny. Jury's still out on that. Oh my goodness. I I love the edge. Yeah, I really do. We still love you. We don't know why, but we do. Right. So to, to ignore God's merciful love or to reject Christ or to deny the Savior who bought us, there will be swift destruction, right? Then we subject ourselves to God's wrath for eternity, Romans 1.18. And listen, when, when you're not doing it God's way, you literally are subjecting yourself to God's wrath for eternity, not his love. Verse 18, one, uh, Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, and that men is, is of humanity, who will who suppress the truth in unrighteousness? Then it goes on in verse nineteen. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. God says, "Listen, I put it into every human being my existence, but yet man denies God in his existence, and they create this false god, this god of." God is all love. That's a false God, man. Yeah, and anything goes with that with that theology, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what makes it a false God. It's, yeah. it's not false because God's all love, because God is all love. But no, this, con no confession of sin, no repentance, just make me feel good. Inch by inch, anything's a cinch. Yep. And <laughs> right. Love, 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 love. And that's a false God. It's a false God. 
And then when you believe in that God, you're not believing in the God and Father of Jesus Christ, and therefore you will pay by the wrath of God. Yeah, these verses that you just read are foundational verses for what we call in theology general revelation. Uh, people just know when yep. you look at the, as a child, I didn't know the scriptures, but I look up and saw the stars at night. I knew that somebody twisted those stars into their eternal sockets. And I just had an innate sense yep. without knowing one Bible verse that someday I'm going to meet that God and I'm not ready. I need to be ready. Well, here's the other thing too, is proof that, that everyone believes in God because everyone's looking for a higher power. Everyone is looking for a higher power. You even take the atheist. Listen, one bad comes into their life, all of a sudden they're like, oh, God, if you're real, <laughs> right? I mean, why? Because everyone is looking for a higher power. Why? Because Romans 18 and 19, God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Then he goes on in verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Mm -hmm. Every man is going to be without excuse because God said, I put it into you. I put it in you, my existence. But since you've chosen to relabel me, since you've chosen to relabel the scriptures. And they'll cherry pick a few verses and say, well, it's in the Bible. It's sort of true, but it's just one facet. Right. You have to open the entirety of scripture. And when you do, it's a beautiful picture. Why wouldn't you yeah. want the real picture? Why would you want a fake? Right. To but, well, because, because fake, there's no requirement on you. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the, I, you answered my question. There's, <laughs> there's no, right. That's there's, it. Yeah. There, there's no requirement on you in a fake relationship or a fake uh, religion. It's everything that you want it to be, and therefore, that's acceptable. I got my little religious rush, kept my little holiday buzz, and off I go to do what I want to do. Yeah, Christers, right? Christmas and Easter. Yeah. We show up. We go home. I did my duty for the year. Got God off my back. I can do my own thing now. Yeah. I've heard, I heard, uh, uh, it was my stepfather actually said that. He go, he, those are his exact words. He later did profess faith in Christ, which is it was great. Right. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we're just in a battle and Satan's relentless. He's just comes upon people to give them a little bit of truth and then shut them down. Right. But uh, this, this is very systematic of how, how you're leading us through the study, Johnny. Well, so here we go. The love of God that justifies sinners is not extended to everyone, only to those who love Jesus. To those who believe. To those who believe. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So listen, if you're not experiencing God, you have to ask yourself, do you love Jesus? We go from universal love. He loves everybody to extend mercy. But now when we respond to mercy, now we're in family love. Covenant. There you go. Covenant love. That's a sacred word, Johnny. Explain that to our listeners. So covenant love literally is the promise of God. When, when you, and, and by the way, this 21, this John 14, 21 is, is a covenant love. Listen, when you, for he who has my commandments and keeps them, that person that Re, that, that, that receives Christ as their Savior, reads the Word of God, hears the Word of God, sees the Word of God, surrenders to the Word of God, loves Jesus 
because Jesus is Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Then Jesus says, you will be loved by me and my father, and I will show myself to you. Yeah. The love is maturing. The it, love is going to the next level. You just went from religion to relationship. There you go. You literally, literally you just took that step of, of you just unconditional, get, unbreakable. You just got born again. You, you just got, got born saved. again. You got saved. Yep. And God will show himself to you in such a way that you cannot deny him. And when people think you're crazy, you're on track. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed are you when all men shall revile you and speak evil against you falsely for so persecuted the prophets. Yes. That word covenant love for all of you who are growing believers. And if, if you weren't a believer, you probably wouldn't enjoy our podcast too much. <laughs> right. Crazy. But uh, just study that covenant, that, that little covenant love, that promise. Yeah. You know, I, I was growing and, up. And by the way, that, that covenant love is conditional. And what I mean by conditional, it is only, only extended to the believer. Yeah. And it, he commits to us to give us a Savior. And then when we respond to the Savior, now he commits a whole nother level. John 3.36. It says, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Oh, my goodness. That's the present tense in that verb, abides, right? Now you're people are under the wrath of God and don't realize it. They don't even realize it. Now, going back to that covenant thing, you know, growing up, I had a couple little girlfriends here, puppy love in high school. This girl's really cute and plays spin the bottle. No, I know you guys, <laughs> you guys didn't do that in southern Ohio like I did in Northern, yeah, where, don't, where were you in Ohio? Dude, I was in Stu. I was born in Steubenville, raised up around Lorraine Elyria. You were around Canton, Mansfield, dude. The same area. Give okay, me a break. Okay. But you know what? What were we, 30 minutes apart? <laughs> On your motorcycle, probably 10. <laughs> <laughs> My Volkswagen, about 45. Right? <laughs> but you know what? All those, those girls and, and all that. And then there, there came the one. And right there, baby, you can see it. That's a covenant relationship right there. Yeah. It was yeah. a commitment that I made to her and she made to me. You see, that's a two-way street. And the gift of God is eternal life uh, uh, through Jesus Christ our Lord. But, you know, there is the reception of the gift. Yeah. And that's that's the God side of things. That's when he gets happy. He He loves us and he has dreams of what we can be. He extends his love to us. He sends somebody to tell us about Jesus. He convicts us. He shows us in the stars and circumstance. Somebody witnesses us. He knocks on the door of our heart and we open it. it, (laughs) And the father gets happy. Well, and think about this, man. That covenant love that you just explained. And then in John 3.36, guys, you need to hear this. You legitimately need to hear this verse. He, the person who believes in the Son, Jesus, has forever life, everlasting life, eternal life. And he, the person who does not believe in the Son, Jesus, shall not see life, but the wrath of God. The wrath, that means the anger of God, the punishment of God, abides on that said person. So... Johnny, would you say uh, the scriptures are pretty clear on this? Uh, there's this unmistakable. Yeah, it, the, the only way it's mistakable is people who are in denial. That 
there you go. It's a matter of will people respond to the word of God? Because it, it's clear. You can go on and on and on and on about the love of God. Jesus loves me just the way I am. Hey, I'm not, listen, that is that merciful love that we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. But it is not until you get into the covenant love that you're forgiven and that you have life. If you do not reach the fact that Jesus Christ died for you and that you repent of your sins, you believe unto Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't move from merciful love into covenant love, you're done. You're going to hell. I love how you phrase that out from, from unconditional. How did you say it again? Merciful, Merciful love, love to covenant love. Oh, man, there you go. Because everybody falls under merciful love. Mm -hmm. God has mercy on the world. He would have none to uh, uh, perish, but all to come under righteousness, right? I mean, th that's that merciful love. For God so loved the world, he had mercy on them and gave his son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That's that merciful love. But then when we hit this covenant love in John three thirty six, Whole new world now, baby. Now, as we were talking uh, before the podcast, just kind of some preparation thoughts, how that... Uh, I love my daughters. I have two daughters, and uh, I would take a bullet for them in, by instinct. Absolutely. You have two beautiful daughters, and I, I would take a bullet for your girls, but it would be a choice. It's a process would, of thought. I would have to, whoa. Uh, the, yeah, I would, my girls, I wouldn't even think. It would just, but your girls, I would think, I would take the same position but it's different because my girls are my own flesh and blood. And when we're born again into God's family, now that's what happens. It's covenant now. It's, it's instinct. Don't mess it is with, that. And God says, don't mess with my kids. It's that intimate. It's good. Passionate. I would have nothing to happen to them. Love compared to merciful love that I don't want you to die. But if you choose that, it's your choice, and I'll let you have your choice to, oh, you have surrendered to me. I will protect you to the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just there. there is that, again, like you said, it is, it is that without thought to process of thought. And, and until you surrender to the covenant love, you are on the outside of God's will the outside of God's desire, and now you will experience the wrath of God because you are his enemy. And you may not like that, but that's the reality of John 3.36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God you will experience. Don't you think that's what Jesus was specifically talking about when he said to the Pharisees, you are of your father? The devil. Yeah. And that's what people don't want to get. Oh, you know, listen, Satan's your daddy. And you're like, oh, no, he's not. No, he is until you surrender to Jesus Christ and believe that Jesus Christ is your only hope to heaven. Until you surrender in that, you will not receive heaven. There's words that I hear you continually saying, surrender repent, believe, believe, receive, respond. That's what worship is, isn't it? When we yeah. we're worshiping ourselves and what we think and this and then all of a sudden we're broken and we get it. He he illuminates our mind yeah. and we realize yeah. we go from that extended love 
that that universal love to uh, what is that? Just un, that unconditional that covenant love. The covenant love, yeah. Covenant love. Well, and that covenant is that promised love that those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are loved unconditionally securely forever. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Lord. And if you don't surrender to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is the exact opposite. Exact. Yep. Amen. It's God's way or no way. You can't change God's way. Uh, and God will not change his way. Kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? Well, you would think. If you just look at the scriptures. Well, that's the thing. Do you believe the scriptures? John 3.36 nails it. Either you believe the Bible. Listen, if you believe the Bible is all truth, then you have to believe that the wrath of God abides on the non-believer. And I know it does, and that's why I go out and tell people about Jesus. Exactly, because we don't want it. We don't want them to suffer. So uh, let's get to the questions now. (laughs) Excuse me. Does God's love, does God love everyone? Yes. He shows mercy and kindness to the whole world. Universal. Universal. Does God love Christians more than he loves non-Christians? Not in regards to the merciful love, but in regards to the covenant love Yes. New relationship. It's a whole new relationship. It is absolute surrender of the Christian to love Jesus. And therefore the relationship changes and God now loves that person unconditionally. And the father loves that person unconditionally because now you're family. You're no longer an enemy. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I'm not quite sure if this, you're going to hit this verse or not. I, I didn't see it in, in, in my memory uh, in our preparation time, but the Bible talks about those in the church that we prefer one another mm-hmm. and that we all through first John yeah, and we show the world that we really are his disciples. How? By loving one another, by loving one another. And in, it's very specific, not by loving one another in the world, but by loving one another in the church, in the church. And then I, people, I hear people say, well, I don't have to be in church to love God. It's like, yeah, you kind of do. To actually to fulfill the scriptures, to be obedient, yeah, you yeah. have to be in church. You're kind of uh, pulling a whole bunch of, throwing a whole bunch of love away when you don't get right? it. And I know people have had, oh, I've had a bad church experience. I said, yeah, it's true, but you'd never had a bad Jesus experience. Well, and here's the other thing. How about this? You've had a bad work experience too, but mm-hmm. you still go to work every day. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, don't be the hypocrite. Yeah, people say I'm not going to go to church as hypocrites. There, well, it doesn't keep you out of the grocery store, <laughs> right? I know, man. Listen, everyone has you their learn, excuses. You, you can learn from those people that do you wrong in yes. church. I, I had uh, people attack me in church. I was so on fire for the Lord, and guy. Uh, the head of the youth group at, at the church, he was a volunteer, and he said, you're a terror of the devil. He tore me up. But instead of retaliating, I, I, I just said, I'm brokenhearted. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm so sorry. Pray for me to do better. I just I just agreed with him, agreed with an enemy when thou art in that way. And and so it was a terrible church experience. Yeah. Dude, I've, but listen, I grew. I if, grew in the Lord. If I've ever been abused, it's been by church people. <laughs> When I had my own, it's not Jesus's fault, right? When I had my own business, um, if someone didn't pay the bill, and I hate to say this, man, but it was always the Christian that never paid the bill. Yeah, yeah, we'll burn at the judgment seat in the yeah, meantime. And, Don't let it get you and down. And I'm like, and, and I would just look at him and say, "Hey, listen, if you can live with it, I can live without it and move on with life." I mean, you are not going to dictate my righteousness. You are not going to dictate my joy. I will not give you that much control over me. 
Amen. I, I've seen you practice that, Johnny. Just do the right thing as unto the Lord and what move people on. do and move on. Yeah. Listen, matter. whether you like it or don't like it, whether you receive it or don't receive it, uh, I'm going to be obedient to Christ, and I am not going to allow your ungodliness to dictate my godliness. I saw a girl tell you off at a sandwich shop one time, <laughs> and you still bought her lunch. Still bought it. <laughs> she didn't deserve it, I can assure you. But you know what? I was just being obedient to what God says to do. I'll never forget that. That was stuck in my mind for that was a, a learning message. And Johnny's been witnessing to those gals behind the counter for a couple of years, probably. And um, they were they marveled. And the, the gal said, well, why did you buy her lunch after she told you off? Uh, if you don't know the story, he buys lunch for somebody every time we go in there. And he was buying lunch for this stranger. And, and he kind of went around and got some chips and paid her bill or was preparing to say, just set her free. We'll pay her bill on the way out. And then she attacked you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you made me feel uncomfortable, and how how dare you? And she did take the free lunch. She said, yeah. <laughs> stormed out and stormed out. But the gal, but it wasn't for her. It was for the girls that were watching. Right. And, and Johnny stood speechless uh, when this happened. And the gal asked him, uh, who loves loves you, Johnny? She, you know, she said, she why did you pay for her lunch after she told you off? Why didn't you say, well, pay for your own? And, and you said, I'll never forget it. I want to be obedient to what God tells me to do. I don't want to be controlled by somebody else. I want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And certainly you were, and those girls marveled, marveled, and they'll take a bullet for you now. They love me, man. They love us. We go in there, and it's like, oh, and they give give us special treatment and special prices. And, I mean, I'm telling you, man. A little extra this, a little extra that. You're right. Throw down an extra piece of ham for their buddies, you know. Listen, I'm telling you, man, they love us, but it's because. They've seen Jesus. Exactly. They simply saw Jesus. Not religion. Right. They saw covenant love. Yeah, covenant love. unconditional love that you extended to this. We uh, live it out. This girl. So does God love Christians more than he loves non-Christians? Not in regards to merciful love. Does God love Christians in a different way than he loves non-Christians? Yes. John 3.36 says, right? Those who love, believes in the Son of God, those who love Jesus, we have eternal life. And those who don't, well, they have eternal life in hell. And he also Uh, said, and I will manifest myself to him. Yes. That covenant love, God's got stuff up his sleeve, you know. I I know. That constant exposing of himself to us. Yeah, you know, after that covenant relationship with Joellen, you know, I think, I can't wait to show Joellen this. I want to get her this. I want to get her that. I want to make her happy. And especially those early years was all new to me. And I would just... I would just like my wheels would spin what I'm going to get her for Christmas and you know what I'm going to do for her on Valentine's Day just little things up my sleeve because I'm crazy in love with her right and just the the joy of day in day out year in year out to just express that love well and and, and it's just the little things like yeah, you said <clears throat> so yeah. for example la- I, I shared with you last week how I was preaching and my mouth went dry and I've never had this experience before. Uh, where I was literally oppressed by Satan <clears throat> and I, I hardly ever drink water. I drank two bottles of water. When I reached for the second bottle of water, I was like, Lord, where are you? And God said, I'm in the second bottle of water. Cause you've never <laughs> taken two bottles of water to the pulpit before. I've never, but he knew you were going to need it. And it, it was there that day. Yeah. So that, where's God? That's amazing. God was in the second bottle of water. So, Why? So what happened after he got done preaching? 
The minute I said amen and finished preaching, my mouth went back to normal. It was refreshed. It wasn't dry anymore. It was the craziest thing. I knew I knew Satan was trying to oppress me. And God's like, listen, he, yeah, he's going to do this, but he doesn't have victory. And when I'm like, God, where are you? I'm in the second bowl of water because you've never had that here before. And then at the end, my mouth is literally, as soon as I say amen, my mouth went from desert to just normal no issues. Yeah. We're in a spiritual warfare. Yeah. And you're on the front lines, John, just messages like this that you choose to, to preach the whole counsel of the word of God. You know, Joel Olstein's probably not going to invite you onto his program. I don't (laughs) figure I'll ever get an invite. (laughs) I don't figure I ever will. Does God love Christians in a different way than he loves non-Christians? Yes, because they are believers that have exercised faith in Jesus Christ, and they are saved. They are now become family, and everyone loves family more than strangers. It just is what it is, it is, or more than enemies. Because the truth is, Jesus says, if you're not for me, you're against me. Mm-hmm. So if you're not family, you're an enemy. Done. And so, yes, there's a different love because now there's, a, a, there's an intimacy that the lost does not have with Christ. God has a unique relationship within Christian, with Christians in that only Christians have forgiveness based on God's eternal grace. And it's because we believe Jesus Christ is who the Bible says he is. And we believe that without Christ, we have no hope. And we believe that without Jesus Christ, there is no way to heaven. We believe without Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. We believe that the father in heaven sent his son to die for us. And that through him, we have eternal life. We believe all of that. And so therefore God's love for us becomes unconditional because we went from merciful love to covenant love and nothing can change the covenant love. I'm excited. I want to tell people about this, John. Think about that just for a second, right? And so listen, God's covenant love grants those who receive Jesus Christ as savior, special favor. Yeah. That's your difference in love. So the question is, does God love everyone or just Christians? God loves everyone in the respect that he extends grace toward everyone that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God loves everyone without question. But when you take that step to become a child of God because you believe Jesus Christ is the savior of the world, then all of a sudden you go from merciful love that's extended to the world to covenant love that only is extended to family. And you become a child of the kings. Mm. When that happens, heaven is your home. You're no longer condemned to eternal hell. And you will know the difference. Hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And make sure that you share the promise of God's covenant love to everyone you meet. And if you don't know Jesus, I pray today is the day that that changes. Until next week, God bless. God bless.